Hey, it's Junkman, and on the line, I got an artist that I've, that I've been a fan of his for a long time. He's just released his fifth solo record. Uh, you may know him from his stints as a singer for the band's Black Star Riders and a latter version of Thin Lizzy. I got Ricky Warwick on the line. How you doing, man? Hey, Jungman. How's it going? Good, good. Congratulations on a great new record. And it, Thank you. It, entitled When Life Was Hard and Fast. As if it's not still, right? <laughs> I know. When, when is it not, right? <laughs> exactly. Especially these days now, you know? So uh, congratulations, man. It's just a great record. It's a rock uh, and roll you. record, man, all through and Absolutely. through. It's got all Absolutely. the things that I love in a rock and roll record. Um, just tell us about how you decided to come out with something like this. I know your previous record was a little bit different than this. Um, tell us how you got together and... Uh, with again, um, we were speaking off air. My my old friend Keith Nelson, who a lot of people know, uh, helped you write songs for this and produce this. How did you get to this style of rocking on this particular record? You know, made you decide to go this direction is what I'm looking for. Well, it's not vastly different from my last album when Patsy Cline was crazy. I mean, that was a double seat, double album with uh-huh. acoustic acoustic album with acoustic stuff, which we've been doing for quite a few years. And then also, there's a full on rock and roll album. You know, actually, more Patsy Cline. So it's not, you know, it's that's who this is who I am. This is what I do. Um, I, you know, rock and roll is my DNA. Um, I love the direct approach of rock and roll. I'm not trying to, at my age, I've been doing this long, be something that I'm not. I love loud guitars. I love anthemic courses. That's all what you know gets me off and makes me excited. So when I was putting the ideas together for this, um. A good friend of mine, Richard Fortas, who plays in Guns N' Roses, um, suggested Keith Nelson to me. Now, I'd known Keith, not personally, but I'd obviously known he was in Buckcherry, and I knew he was a great guitar player, and, and blah, blah, blah. But Keith and I met in 2018 for the first time, and he just um, got, his, got a little studio going, which he was working out of, and he said, well, why don't you come over, and let's see if we can write a song together, you know, and see what's going on. So we really didn't know each other. You know, the first time I ever really got together was in the studio, trying to work on a song and I brought the idea in for a track called Fighting Heart which is on the album I had the lyrics and a, a little bit of the verse written and Keith and I got in the studio and we worked on it that day and, and, and finished it and did a demo of it and I took it back home and I was kind of listening to it over the weekend I went man this is great you know I was really good fun hanging with that guy I like him a lot you know, not only is he a great guitar player but same age as me we're both blue collar working class guys we both you know Love the same kind of music, and he's so Love easy it. to get along with. I mean, he's oh, such he's, a he's mellow a guy, you know. Man. You know, he's a sweetheart, man. Yeah, and we, like I said, we just got on great. And I listened to it, and I thought, you know what? Picked up the phone. I said, bro, I have more than enough ideas to make my next solo record. Why don't Why don't we do it together? Why don't we finish writing it? Why don't we co-produce it together? You know, would you be up for doing that? He's like, let's do it. Let's do it. And that was back in 2018, and uh, that just you know that started the whole thing rolling right there. Wow, it's it's awesome, man. I mean, a lot of records, you know, you'll you'll hear a couple of songs that you like on it, but every single song on this thing that I that I've I've really really fallen in love with the record. So, again, you guys really you. had a, a quite the working uh, experience, and he's got quite the collection of guitars, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you, that was a contributing factor as well. I mean, really, if his guitar if his guitar collection might might be impressed, I might not have worked with him. <laughs> nah. I mean, yeah, I mean, me being a guitar player as well, you know, I walked in there and saw all those vintage guitars. I was like, bro, you know, this is incredible. Yep. And, you know, of course, we end up using a bunch of them on the record and Keith's got the old vintage amps, which I love because to me, I, that's, 
there's something about that you just can't recreate. People go, oh, it doesn't matter. There's plenty of good plugins and there's plenty of new stuff. It's just as good. Nah. It, it isn't. It's like vinyl. It's like vinyl versus digital. It exactly. It isn't the same. Yep. It isn't got- the same. And it, ne- it never will be, no matter how good technology goes. There's just some things you can't replace. So that was an integral part of the whole Keith Nelson experience. Not only Keith is a super guy, super talented, but he comes with a, you know, he gets that, that whole thing of the, yep. It's got to be the real deal or not at all. And yeah. that really appeals to me to want to work with him. Yeah, he's got a great ear too. You know, again, he knows, yeah, yeah. He, he, he knows what he wants and he, he knows that it's, that he can do it. So, and it was great to see, uh, again, my, uh, my old buddy, uh, Xavier too, on drums too, yeah, his yeah. old, his old drummer and a few other people. You got a lot of people helping you out in this thing. We, I know we Robbie had, Crane's on this. We had a black star cherry band, <laughs> me and me and band on there. You know, we obviously Xavier on drums and myself and Keith. Yeah, and then we had Robbie Robbie Crane playing bass from Black Star Riders. Yeah. So that was the core band, you know. And what an amazing band it, it oh, is, yeah. and it was to go in the studio with those guys. And you know, four of us standing in a room playing playing the, the songs we'd written and just putting the vibe down and, and the soul down that that we had. It was it was I was very blessed and it was great it was great fun you know, we had a great time making this record we really did now how long of a time did it take you guys to from from beginning to end to make this particular I mean we demoed the stuff 2018 you know I mean it really was I was really the person holding it up not in so much as writing and the fact that we were busy with Black Star Writers touring a lot at that point so you know I'd, I'd be I'd be heading off for a couple of months at a time. We eventually got into the studio in 2019, April 2019. And, you know, we banged the thing out pretty quickly. I think the backing tracks were done in three days. And then Keith and I sort of took the them away. And then we had the luxury of time because we're working out of Keith's studio at that point. It's just the two of us. So we could, you know, it wasn't like we were working like six days a week, you know, from, from 11 till midnight. It was like, you know, we'd do two or three days. We'd, we'd get a vibe and we'd step back from it for maybe a couple of days. And then we'd go back, you know. So, you know, it, it was put together very quickly over a longish period of time but april 2019 basically we did the whole thing awesome now there was there a lot of live in the studio stuff on there i know that there's one of them one song in there that i listened to that was pretty much like the demo version i mean you just kept it <laughs> you know it's cool yeah yeah thanks man you know, there was the, you know there was the live stuff as in putting the, putting the backing tracks down and doing the drums and playing as a band to create that feel uh-huh. um and you know we if, if, if say robbie did a great bass take well, when we're doing that we would keep that but then keith and i We'll take it away and we, we start learning the guitars and, and doing the vocals afterwards. But the song you're referring to is a song called Clown of Misery. And, um, you know, like everything I do, I get an idea. And like, I guess every art, artist now, I just sing it into my iPhone so I don't forget it until I can get home to my own little setup to do a you know, decent demo of it. And I sang it into the iPhone. I thought, you know what? I'll leave it demo. So I just send it straight to Keith because I think it's a good song. I know he'll dig it and he'll, he'll want to cut it. So I sent it over to Keith and I went, man, he, I said, what do you think of this song? I said, I think we could do a good first. And he went, it's done. I said, what the hell? I was like, what the hell are you talking about? It's, it's not done, bro. We need to get in the studio and put it, you know. He said, man, he said, you, he's like, you've captured something there. He said, the desperation in your voice, the whole vibe and the whole feeling of it. He said, we can't recreate that. He said, what, what we should do is we should put a little effect on it, make it sound like an old Woody Guthrie or Hank Williams. Sure. That's exactly the vibe that I got. You know, 78 from the late 30s when they call it the crackles and all. Yep. And that's what he did. It was an amazing call on his part. And, you know, I'm joking. It's, it's the cheapest song I've ever recorded or probably ever will record, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, it's the the whole thing really just, it, it has been done so well. So let's jump into it, man. I want to, I want to play the title track first off when life was hard and fast. Um, again, when did you come up with that title and what did it, what did it, what did it say to you and why that Thank particular you. thing? 
I can't take credit for for the lyrics. It's the, it's the one song on the album, the lyrics that I didn't write, give or take a word here and there. I co-wrote it with a buddy of mine from Belfast back in Northern Ireland, a guy called Mr. Sam Robinson. And we both, as the song says, the first line, we grew up together along yeah. the rain last road. We grew up in Belfast in the 70s and 80s with all the craziness going on. Yeah, and yeah. The... Sam's a great writer. He's over there. He's quite a few books published and I've, I've worked with him in the past and he we were talking about being kids and growing up in Belfast boom three days later he sends me these words and I just went that's our childhood right there Sam that's that's me and you when we were kids playing in the streets of Belfast and uh, all the experiences that we had and the dreams that we had of, about being you know in bands or being soccer players and getting away from, from Northern Ireland and all the bad stuff that was happening at that point back then yeah. and you know it's one of those songs where you, you look back to look forwards and that's what I kind of love about the lyric that, that, that's on there you know and then when I saw the title I was just like boom that's the album title don't yeah. look any further that's it we're done that's going to be the album title well, I can imagine it must have been pretty tough growing up in that in that area but then again you yeah, know yeah. it kind of makes you yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's good song fodder for later I would imagine yeah, yeah. the stories and the characters and the experiences sure. are certainly maybe different to, 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 to what other people have but you know when you're born into something you don't know any different so to us that was normal that was normal. It wasn't until I moved away years later, suddenly I go, oh, yeah, that was a dead guy lying on the sidewalk that we had to walk around to go to school that morning that had just been shot. Or, you know, why was there always soldiers at the end of my street? You know, why was, oh, that was a, suddenly, you know, 10, 20 years later, it hits you like, man, that was a, you know, that was, that wasn't normal. Right. You know, but it was, it was normal to us at the time. I think that's what I'm trying to say, John, because we didn't know any different. Yeah, absolutely. That was our normal, absolutely. That was our normality, you know? Well, speaking of characters, I understand you got my our old friend uh, Joe Elliott singing background on this particular <laughs> track too. He's quite a yeah, character. Yeah, you know, Joe needs a break, man. So I thought I'd give him a chance. You know, to maybe get some people to hear him on my record. <laughs> you know, it's funny. He started do he started doing a radio cast, and he's a great DJ. He's so he's awesome. well spoken. His oh, voice just resonates, man. He's the best, man. He's such a fan. He's never forgotten his roots. He's one of my dearest, closest friends. I got yeah. to be best man at his wedding. You know, he's he's my mentor, man. Like, I, you know, I really listen. You're not going to argue with a guy that sold 100 million records, no, you know. And I, no. I, I'm always sending him stuff. He's always giving me advice. He's always keeping me right. He's always encouraging me, believing in me, and he's just been a really great friend to me over the last 30 years. And I love him to bits. And it's kind of inconceivable for me to think about doing a solo record without having Joe involved. Yeah. Well, some that's, way because, that's awesome. Because I, I'm such a fan of, of what he does too. You know, it's amazing. I've been trying to get an interview together with him and, you know, his publicist is a friend of mine. And I've been trying to get an interview with him for about 10 years, but we've never been, since he does live in, in uh, Ireland, we've never been able yeah. to get that time thing together. So, you know, yeah. one of these days, you know, it's going to happen. So It'll we'll, pro happen we'll probably sure. talk for three hours, you know. <laughs> oh, he can talk. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> That's good. Well, let's rock right now, man. This is the title track again. This is Ricky Warwick's brand new record. It's called, it's the title track of When Life Was Hard and Fast. We'll be back with Ricky in just a moment. Dreamer 
And there you have it, man. Wow. It's a rocker. Dig it. <laughs> That's all I can say is I dig it, man. I love it. It's uh, thanks, man. It it gets the blood flowing, you know what I'm saying? It's just uh, the, the way a it's good great. rock record should. You wake yeah, up, man. you put it on, and it's just you know it's time to go. Thank you, Keith. Played please, Keith played some great guitar on that. You know, really good the guitar solo, and that's fantastic. He always does. I miss him dearly. I used to see him around quite a bit, and he just kind of yeah. when he when he left the Buck Cherry band, he just kind of, you know, I didn't see him for a while. And um, yeah, no, he's working hard, man. He's got a studio going on now. Good, you know, in, in, in the valley, and he's he's busy. He's he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's you know he's writing, he's producing, and he's doing really well, man. I I saw him just. I actually saw him last week. I went out over and had a coffee with him, and and he's uh, yeah, he's in great form. He's doing real, real well. He's That's very happy. Now, do you guys think you're going to be working again in uh, in the future after this? We already you? are. We're already working on the next one. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, there's another song in here too. This is the, actually this is the first I've read that this is the first one that you guys work together with. A song called "Fighting Heart." Um, yeah. A little about this song. What's tell us a little bit? Is yeah, it kind of like the last one? Like. You know, when life was hard and fast, does this go back to your back to your youth, or is it? Uh... No, a little bit. I mean, not more indirectly lyrically. I think this is more of of of, of me of a personal shout out and thanks and gratitude to Phil Lynott and ah. what Phil meant meant to me as a kid growing up. I mean, Thin Lizzy are my favorite band of all time. They're a soundtrack of my life, soundtrack of my youth. The fact that they were Irish made them ours when we were kids. They belong to us. You know, they're from here, yet they're conquering the world. And it gave us all hope. It gave us all inspiration, you know. And Phil, to me, is just the ultimate rock and roller. You know, he has it all in abundance. And then some more, a great lyricist, a great writer, a great frontman, a great musician. And, you know, the first line of that song is, uh, you know, uh, got your name tattooed on my chest while well, I was never blessed with common sense. I have the Chinatown dragon tattooed right across my chest wow. from the uh, from the Killer on the Loose uh, single sleeve, and you know that's my ode to Phil. You know you're you know you're a bit of a rebel. You're a little bit wild, and you know I've sort of aspired to your 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 influence. You know my whole life as a writer and as an artist, and I think it's just saying you know thank you for the music you gave me and for keeping me strong, sure, and and, and giving me a direction in, in my life. And what a thrill that must have been when they asked you, of all the people, you know, when no, they when insane. they resurrected Thin Lizzy to be the lead singer, <laughs> and you nailed it, man. You sounded oh, so thanks, similar to Thank his you. voice. Your your voice Thank styles you. are are so similar. That's just it's Thank you. it's it's incredible. So thanks a million. Yeah, unbelievable. But this particular track, man, I'm telling you, you, you this was the first one that you guys worked on together that you and Keith worked like on. Like I said, was saying earlier, Junkman. Yeah, this was the song that kind of cemented myself and Keith's friendship, you know, really writing a song, uh-huh. you know, I, I've been in writing situations before where you go and write with somebody and there's just nothing there. And it's the worst thing. You can't wait to get out of the room. You know, you're like, why am I here? Why am I working with this person? <laughs> uh, with Keith, it was the opposite, you know, um, because not, we just blabbed for like four hours and we wrote a song for the other two or three hours, but we, you know, it was chemistry was so good. And Keith picked up on me straight away and where I was coming from. Obviously, he was aware of Black Star Riders and the Almighty and stuff, as right. I was, Buck, Cher- Buck Cherry and everything. So you have that common ground right, right out the gate. But we definitely tapped into something that day. And and like I said, a great friendship, you know, w- was born out of that, and and that w- which is amazing. You know, I'm almost I'm as proud as that as I am of, of the song that we wrote together. But what a great starting point. Like I said, as soon as I took the demo home and I, I put it on when we were back home, I went, we have something here. This is this is great. Yeah. We, we got to do do more of this. You know? I can hear rock radio playing the hell out of this. Now is is this released as a single or? It's... Yeah, this was the lead off track from, okay. from the record. Good. Came out, came out a couple of months ago. Yeah. Well, good. That that 
That's the first track that I went with, too. And I went, okay. <laughs> I guess uh, I got that go. one right. Hey, Nobody told me. Minds, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's rock it, man. Again, we'll be back with uh, Ricky Warwick in just a moment. I just want to, man, I want to play as much of this as possible. So uh, let's rock with Ricky right now. Again, this is from the brand new record, When Life Was Hard and Fast. The song is called Fighting Heart. And we'll be back in just a moment. How about that one, huh? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That, uh, again, that will fire you up. You're ready to go out on Saturday night. You're listening to that one, and you're ready to go to wherever you're going to go to, and hopefully we can soon when everything opens up, you know? But uh, Yeah. Now, I did mean, you guys have a lot of touring plans scheduled before the lockdown oh, and yeah. everything like that? 
Yeah, man. We, you know, obviously lost all of last year. Last year we were supposed to be out with Black Star Riders pretty much all year. We we put a record out till end of 2019. Managed to get one tour of Europe in before lockdown kicked in, and uh, it just scuppered all our plans for last year. We were supposed to be all the festivals in Europe, some U.S. dates, South America, you know, everywhere. Right. Probably lost over over 100 shows, but it, it, you know, what can you do? It's bigger than any of us, and it, it, you know, came along and sucker punched us all, and change the way we think and the way we we operate as a, a species and uh you know we we have to adapt and like like you just said junk man is just definitely some light at the end of the tunnel now and hopefully we can uh, we can get things back on track pretty soon here now outside of black star riders will you be able to have time to tour solo stuff too i know you've got a you've got a band you know will you be able to do that yeah, well? I hope so. I, I had some dates booked in Europe starting in April. Obviously, I've had to move them because we're not just we're not just there yet. I've moved them into very early 2022. Uh, I may be looking at the end of this year, obviously beginning of next year to to get back out there. I mean, I want it to be where we're going to shows and all we're thinking about is rock and roll. You know, right. I don't want to be going where. You know, it's not person too close to me, or I need to be in a bubble, or you know, I'm, am I going to get sick after this? I don't think that's fair on anybody. And uh, I certainly want to wait till we're back to where we need to be, where it's blood, sweat, and beers, as I right. like to call it. You know what I mean? Would love to see this played in a club. Like, you know, I'm in L.A., so I would love to see it at, like, the Whiskey or the Viper Room or oh, places dude, like awesome. that. It would be great. House of Blues we're down here in planning, we're definitely, Yeah, we're definitely planning a bunch of a, a bunch of U.S. dates. Um, that was definitely in, in the pipeline, obviously, before well. the pandemic kicked in. So hopefully we can resurrect that and and, and get out there and play here in the West Coast. Where can people find out more information about uh, about you and Black Star Riders and everything like that? Obviously, blackstarriders.com and rickywarwick.com, perhaps? Yep, those are the two websites. Um, all over social media, Instagram, just put in Ricky Warwick, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm pretty active on there as well. So if you want to drop me a message or anything, I, I will get back to you. Um, yeah, you know, it's 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 everywhere everywhere it should be. It is. Well, the actual release date on this record was when came out Friday, February nineteenth. February nineteenth. So yeah, we're right on it, man. Like a week ago, so it is out. Yeah. It is ready. You can pick it up wherever you pick up your music. Apple Music, any you know, or the you know wherever you know record stores. Hopefully, are going to be open again soon, so <laughs> we can get that going. <laughs> so. I uh, yeah. I really look forward to again everything opening up, and I really really looking forward to seeing you rock again out there live, man. It's going to be awesome. Thank you. So, um, what else can you tell us, man? I got another track that I would love to play. I love the song. I don't feel at home. Uh, is that right. one that you would that that you would suggest, or do you got another another one? Do you think? No, that we man. Do? I'm happy to go with that. That's a great story. I we finished the sort of ten tracks, and I was listening back to it. And I felt there was something missing. I don't know what it was. I just, my gut, I just was like, something, we need something, something more here. And I went to Keith. I went to the studio and I went, we need to write another song. And he said, what do you mean? I went, no, I said, we, we need we need another song on his record. And, you know, we instantly picked up the guitars and, and, and started jamming on this kind of cool, almost for one of a better terms springsteeny kind of riff yeah you know and, yeah I, I can see yeah, that you know yeah. I, I, and we had the telecasters uh, you know we were doing the thing and and I, I i just got off a phone call with a member of my family that had been i struggled sadly on and off most of their adult life with addiction and i just got off a, a kind of pretty positive phone call with them you know and, and they were doing good and it got me thinking about how much of their life that they have lost to this disease that they have, this addiction that they have. Because, you know, most of their adult life, they've been a slave to 
to the to the substance abuse thing and i just thought that was terribly sad and it just so the words just started coming you know and, and you know in this crazy business that we're in sadly we've all known people that we've lost to to um to alcohol and narcotics abuse or something like that and right. and i just wanted to write about that and highlight that it's okay to sort of ask for help it's okay to put your hand up and go hang hang on a minute you know i ain't doing so good here you know i, I don't fit in I, i'm not sure you know and, and not to treat these people for again for one of a better word like like they're scum or you're you know like oh i don't want anything to do with them they're you know blah blah that, that's terrible you know these people are human beings and deserve to be heard and need help and they should get the help that they need that should be readily available so absolutely absolutely yeah so well i uh i appreciate you having some time to talk with me here Oh, man, gentlemen, it's been great. Thanks, bro. Again, uh, just congratulations and just a great rock record, man. It's just, it's awesome. I I really enjoy everything about this record, and every time I listen to it, I find more and more to like. So um, hang on the line just for a minute. But uh, again, this is uh, brand new from Ricky Warwick, and it's called I Don't Feel at Home from his brand new record entitled When Life Was Hard and Fast. Go out and get it and hopefully see uh, Ricky sometime soon live. Let's rock it.
father's footsteps You stumble and fall In your mother's eyes You can do no And once again, I Don't Feel at Home from Ricky Warwick. Brand new from When Life Was Hard and Fast. I'd like to thank uh, Ricky for calling in and uh, talking to us about it. Again, the record is available. It's out. It's been out for about a week or so now. And uh, you can pick it up wherever you buy your music. I highly suggest it. Junkman approved. 